this evening i'm going to share with you on a on a practical subject that is how to build healthy relationships you know i believe this will be a subject that will be that will be helpful for all of us you know because uh, each one of us experiences relationships in one or the other way yes? yes when we were born or is the first relationship that we experienced those are the parents you know we call them mommy daddy you know the, those first moments are are very precious i'm still waiting who is jeremy going to call first <laughs> i pray that it will be me <laughs> he is watching hello <laughs> so we experience relationships in many different ways uh, with our parents siblings with our neighbors with friends with you know between girl and boy and so different kind of relationships in this world so more than you know having all these relationships what really matters is how do we build relationships that last for a lifetime because there are some people we meet we'd like to talk to them and you know we spend time with them and uh, you know six months all things go well seventh month they start to get little cranky eighth month we abandon them now we live in a world like that where there are so many short term friendships and you know we may pass out of college and and we look back to see who who is our real friend and sadly sometimes there is nobody you know there is nobody we look back and say okay 3 years 5 years 2 years i don't know who my real friend is but if we can learn principles from god's word on how to build relationships that can last for a lifetime i tell you you may have this most cranky friend very very uh, negative sometimes but you can work your way through them and you will build a friendship with them eventually that last for lifetime and one day you look back and think that you you I'm glad I didn't abandon you you know I'm glad I didn't leave you there so so it's important for us to know because it's not about the number of friends we have you know when facebook was launched everyone was bragging about the numbers how many people do you have in your list how many people are there in your list and you know uh, it's not about that it's it's not about that it's not about the number of friends that you can have it's all about the quality relationships that we can build it's the quality of friendships that actually matter let me tell you this story okay uh, to be honest with you, you know many many years ago i i was the kind of person who would uh, who would stop talking to people the moment they get cranky or they become a little negative i would be uh, the first one to start a fight <laughs> first one to abandon people first one to get upset first one to you know show my emotion so i was the first one to break relationships but over the years you know god has helped me learn through different people to maintain relationship i remember this mentor that i had you know he would uh, he one day told me this statement that i would never forget he said life is all about relationships it's not about what you can earn not about what you can buy not about what you can achieve but at the end of it all it's all about relationships and he began to speak he said you know even if you look at the bible everything is about relationship you know it's 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 not about a materialism it's not about anything but it is all about relationship so you know when he when he said that statement to me it stuck so deeply in my heart and eventually he also taught me how to maintain relationships and so uh, i look back I look back I'm so thankful for that mentor at that time uh, because if it wasn't for that man whom God used to teach me this lesson I won't even have one friend 
I can tell you because, you know, I'm a very introverted person. You know, I can get offended like this in an instant. I'm very short-tempered, but uh, God taught me different lessons throughout the years to stay with friends who are bad. Because, you know, sometimes our friends might be going through a very cranky season. They might be cranky, negative for some time. But if we abandon them at that time, we may lose a valuable friend. Who knows? We may lose a valuable friend. So if we learn some principles from God's word on how to maintain relationships, how to manage relationships, then I can assure you that you will have a lifelong relationship. So, you know, today I can look back and say I have friends whom I can rely on, friends I can count on. I I can give a call and they'll be there to talk to me. You know, I have friends like that today and I'm so glad. There are not like, you know, hundreds of people, but there are about, say, five, six people that I'm very close with. I can call them anytime, we can talk anytime, I can share uh, everything that's in my heart and they will listen to me, they will stand with me in ministry. There are friends like that. And it's years of building that that has brought it to this level. So I'm going to share some practical principles on how we can do that as well, how we can build strong relationships. Uh, because, you know, when I was thinking of relationships, I thought of it this way. It's, it's kind of like building a house, you know. Okay, leave the planning part, leave the architecture and all that part and the design and everything. Before you start doing anything with the house, even before you start painting it, even before you start laying the bricks, you have to set the foundation. That's very important. And next thing is, once you set the foundation, you know, you've got to use mud, bricks, cement, all the construction material possible to build it. So when I look at the foundation, I I think of it this way. The foundation for every friendship is God's word. Let me remind you this. The foundation for every relationship, every friendship that we experience in the world is the Bible. Okay. So if our friendship is based out of scriptures, then I tell you we can have a very healthy relationship. And, you know, you look at the cement, the mud, the bricks and everything. Uh, those can refer to strong core values. Okay. First you have foundation, that is God's word. And next you have your strong core values. So if you have God's word with you as a foundation and then strong core values that you live by, then you can have a very successful relationship with people. Is that clear? Just to you know, help you understand, because uh, we shouldn't think of building a friendship as something we do uh, for just to be happy for that moment. You know, whenever we approach or find a new friend, we have to think of that as a long-term investment. Okay, we have to think of that as something that you're building for your future. Because you know, once you finish your college, once you finish your time in Mangalore, you shouldn't look back and think, "Oh, I don't have anybody." You should look back and say, yes, I have people whom I can come back and visit anytime. We have to build such relationships. So if our relationship is built on the foundation of God's word and on strong core values, we can have a very healthy relationship. So let me give you some verses that will help you lay foundation uh, to friendships, to relationships. Okay, four verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14. This is a very important verse. Memorize this. This is only four words. Only? It has only four words. What does it say? 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Yeah. 
Do everything in love. What does the Bible say? Do everything in love. In other words, when you form a friendship with somebody, do it because you love them. Not because they have something that you don't have. You get it? When you love somebody, it's easy to build a friendship. And so the Bible clearly says, do everything in love. So if you want you know, a better understanding on love, memorize 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Just memorize that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a passage that all of us have to know by heart because it tells us what real love is like. You know, what are the qualities of love and how we should live by it. Okay, so first friendship and relationships should be formed out of, out of, out of love. Okay, second, Proverbs 13, 20. I would like to call these four verses as a foundation to every relationship. Proverbs 13, 20. Can somebody read that? Okay, so what this verse talks about is choose your friends wisely. What does it say? Now if you walk with the wise, you will become wise. For a companion of fools suffer harm. So in other words, when we, when we, are, you know, when we are building a relationship, we have to build a relationship with people who are who are wise. What does the Bible say? Walk with the wise and become wise. Now let me tell you something. Now when I'm building friendships, whenever I meet somebody new, I analyze them. I check their behavior. I see how they are. It's important to do that. We shouldn't go and embrace everybody. Oh, you're my friend. I'm going to live with you forever. No, we shouldn't do that. Rather, we should be very discerning. We should see, is this good or is this bad? In other words, what you're actually doing is you're guarding yourself. So what I personally do is I avoid people who are too sarcastic. If I find anybody too sarcastic, cracking jokes all the time, excessively, just keep them aside a little bit. Because what happens is uh, sarcasm is very infectious. You know, you spend five minutes with a person like that, it'll just come on to you. You'll also become sarcastic. And, and sarcasm is the last thing in our life we should have in our life. So, yeah, so this is what the, the Bible is telling us, choose friends wisely. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools, suffer harm. Next, uh, next verse, Hebrew chapter 10 verse 24. Hebrews 10, 24. Yes, let us consider how we may, in my translation here, NIV, it says, we may spur, in other words, motivate one another toward love and good deeds. So what we have to do is, in our relationship with people, we have to motivate them to be better. Okay, that is one of the things we have to do. You might find something in them that's weak. Uh, one, of the, one of my very close friends, he, uh, <laughs> we were in a Bible college, and he would bunk chapel and sleep in the hostel. This was his work almost every day for almost one and a half years. And the staff didn't bother with him because he was a music student. They didn't think of, uh, they didn't take him very seriously. <laughs> so he would bunk, you know, chapel. And he didn't go to church for almost seven years. 
and i would keep on telling him it's like bro listen you've got to go to church it's like no man god is too far from me this and that you'll tell me a lot of stories and then finally now he's preaching <laughs> so you know no matter how difficult the person is you still have to motivate them to be better that's the foundation of a true friendship the bible says let us consider how we may motivate one another toward love and good deeds we have to motivate them to be better as a person and do also better in life okay this is the third foundation of a healthy friendship healthy relationship next ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 to 3 ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 to 3 okay in in nav it says be patient bearing with one another in love if you want to build <laughs> i'm going to talk more about this if you want to build healthy relationships be patient if you want to have a long lasting marriage be patient it's very easy to you know say the vows when you are that that moment it's like it feels so electric feels so magical but when you actually live the married life you know when you start living every day you would fight over things that you never fought over even before <laughs> you know you would fight over things argue over things that don't even be uh, only even make sense to you sometime and all it takes to resolve issues in every relationship in every friendship is patience if we are patient enough then we will see good things happen i'll explain how that happens even more so these verses how many verses did i quote four verses these verses set the foundation for any relationship this works for friendship as well as in relationships so with that as a foundation now let's look at uh, steps on how to build a healthy relationship steps on how to build a healthy relationship the first one is this respect your friend the first way to build a healthy relationship is to respect your friend now i i cannot stress enough on how important this is in any relationship in any relationship respecting each other is really important and i can honestly tell you that this has saved me from breaking up a lot of friendship see see as human beings all of us right all of us like to be respected and we like to be treated with dignity anybody doesn't like respect you can raise your hands <laughs> let me pray for you <laughs> anybody all of us like to be treated with respect you know dignity and treated well by others see often times what happens is in a relationship in a friendship the more you get to know the person the lesser we tend to treat them with respect it's like the more we get to know them the number of nicknames increase you know it's like we go from is like uh, i still remember my roommate in college first time he was like um, brother <laughs> when i met him couple of months later he would use all the bad words <laughs> every bad word possible and uh, is is indescribable <laughs> but you know true relationship has a lot of respect in it okay uh, we should we should get to know this person better 
you know, as friends, as we get to know each other better, even in a relationship between couples, as we get to know each other better, we should respect each other even more. Because we'll get to know more about them and the more we know about them, we should, we should you know, admire them. You know, it's like first time we see our friend, he may not look all that impressive. The more we spend time with them, you'll know that, oh, he's a very brainy guy, he's, he knows stuff. And then, then you, you know, sp spend more time with him, you realize he's a hard worker. So you should look at all those qualities that will help you respect them even more. So the more you grow in respect and admiration for them, you will be able to build a very healthy relationship. Because what will happen is, if you stop respecting them at any point, you will accidentally treat them in a way or say things in a way that can easily hurt them. The moment our respect decreases, uh, unnecessary words will easily come out of our mouth. For example, if I lose, if I don't see my friend with respect, then I won't mind calling him with a nickname in public. You get what I'm saying? He might be with some important people, with his staff, with his team members. And you know, in my mind, he's still my friend. And I don't see him with the, all that respect and all. I was like, hey, this name. <laughs> it might be very embarrassing for him. And he might think to himself, why isn't this guy careful enough to speak the right thing in public? See, respect acts like a security guard for your mouth, for our thinking. So no matter what our friend is doing, we always have to look at them with respect and that in turn will help us build a very healthy relationship. Let me give you some verses. See, if you, if you read Exodus chapter 20 verse 12, what does it say? Exodus 20, 12. It's one of the commandments. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. Okay, let's stop there. What does the Bible say? Honor your father and mother. Now look at the word honor there. Now the text doesn't say limit the number of words you speak to your parents. The text doesn't say stand up when your parents are coming. The text doesn't say take care of your parents. But what does it say? Honor. It's talking about one of the elements of respect there. See, the key to build a good relationship with your parents is also to respect them. When you respect them, you will obey them. Can we say loud amen? amen. <laughs> it's a difficult one to say amen to. See, the Bible says, honor your parents so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So, honor is one of the elements of respecting people. And so, when you respect people, you will honor them and treat them with dignity. So respect is so important that when you learn to respect them, it solidifies the relationship that you have. It, it almost makes it unbreakable. It almost makes it unbreakable. Now, by saying all this, I'm also not saying that you shouldn't call your friend with nicknames. You know, we all have that good time. We just you know, play with our friend. You know, we, we, we have those kind of times. It's not about uh, the names and all that. It's, it's more about to do with how we see them every time. You know, five years back we would have seen them as something different. And the more we know them over the years, we have to grow in respect. And so, it, when, we, when we are, you know, with each other, we can talk a lot of things and, you know, 
crack jokes and clean jokes and call names that are not offensive. That's there. You know. Let's limit it to that. But when it, when it comes to public setting, when it comes to a space like that, we should always treat them with a very good level of respect. So, is that clear? Any questions on this? Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike. Uh, it so happens that, uh, like, when you when you when you used to calling a person with a nickname, like, though it might be a healthy uh, a healthy way of going about it, you respect that person, you call them the nickname. It's it like gets inculcated and like involuntarily it just comes out in mm. in public in front of teachers and stuff like that so it, so would it would it be like you know would you suggest that that such thing is i mean is it good to call them that way in yeah. public Okay, <laughs> let me say it this way. Maybe the name is slightly different, or maybe uh, the name doesn't contain any animal names or any, <laughs> anything, <laughs> or it's just an alternative name for them that just appreciates them, then I think it's okay. Uh, but if it's anything to do with something or, you know, <laughs> to our animal. Huh? Like body shaming or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, all of that is, is to be avoided. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, people will take what you say differently when you're in private and differently when they're in with other people. So, so having respect for them will, you know, alert you. It's like an alert system that warns you, okay, they're in public. <laughs> uh, deal with them carefully. Okay, second, uh, second point, how to build healthy relationships. The second way to build healthy relationship is to set boundaries to the relationship. You know, this, this point comes under respect, but I'm going to speak that as a separate point. The second way to build a healthy relationship is to set boundaries to the relationship that we have. You know, in, in every relationship, it's important to set boundaries. And it's, it's very important in the world, in the time that we are living today. We have to set a boundary. It's like a line that we cannot cross, you know, by any means. Setting boundaries is even more important in a friendship that involves opposite gender, okay? So if we desire to build a relationship, a friendship between the opposite gender, we have to always start with the boundaries. It's very, very important. See, the Bible talks about boundaries. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4 29. Let me read it for you. It says like this, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. What does it say? Come out of your mouths. If anybody asks you, is there any verse in the Bible that says do not cuss? This is the verse. <laughs> I have a cousin who always would ask me, is eating tobacco, uh, is, is taking tobacco a sin? Is doing this a sin? Like Bible doesn't have the terms. What it says, don't do anything that destructs your body. Don't do anything that 
affects others. So the Bible sets boundaries. What does it say? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And then goes on to say, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So it's talking about a boundary here. So to build healthy relationship, one of the key things that we need is that we have to set boundaries, line which we will never cross. So we have to have boundaries in what we say, okay, in how we act towards them. For example, you know, I remember many, many years ago, some of my friends would just walk by and their way of saying hi would be to slap on our face. Just like give a slap on the face, it used to happen in Bible college. Some used to come and punch on on my stomach, just, you know, as a way of saying hi. (laughs) There are boundaries we we should have because I I still remember one day I I was thinking of something, I was walking, all of a sudden my friend, he, he's, a, he's a guy who goes to the gym. He's got body, he's, he's got abs, and <laughs> comes and gives me a punch. I lo- lost it. <laughs> and I lost it. I was like, please don't do that. Because you know, sometimes we may do some things without knowing, but it may affect the other person. They may not express that immediately, but they may start avoiding you slowly, little by little. So we have to have boundaries in how we act towards them in how we behave towards them. And also third is we have to have boundaries in what we do with them. See, as, as friendships, in friendships or any relationship, we should not indulge ourselves in any activity that is not pleasing to God. Boundaries have to be set. So we have to have boundaries in what we say, how we act towards them, and in what we do along with them. Let me give you some couple of points. See, some of the boundaries are this. We should never speak words that will hurt them. You know, sometimes, I know as we get to know our friends more and more, we will know the words that hurt them the most. We will come to know of incidents in their life that has, that has affected them so much. Okay? And so we have to have a boundary for what we say. Even in our anger, we should not speak words that remind them of the past. The moment we speak that word, it will affect them even more. Because what they will think is that, though he knows me very well, though he knows that I, I don't like it, he still speaks about it. If we don't have a boundary in what we say, and if we say anything we want, we're going to lose a friendship. Okay, so never speak words that will hurt them. We have to have a boundary for what we say. Next thing is never call them nicknames in public and never use words that make them feel uncomfortable. Never use words that make them feel a little uncomfortable in any, any, in any way. And fourth, if it's a friendship between a boy and girl, avoid saying anything or doing anything that can turn the relationship into something else. You get what I'm saying? If it's a friendship, see, again, it's a boundary that we have to draw. It's a boundary that we have to draw. If there is a friendship between a boy and girl, keep it as a friendship. Avoid saying anything or doing anything that turns the friendship into something that God is not pleased with. 
So we have to be careful of how we act towards our friends. For example, you know, say, let's say if my friend has good savings, okay, and if I'm in a financial crisis, I can borrow money from him once or twice, but I should not make that a habit. I should not go to him because he has savings, I should not bug him all the time. First time you ask him, you will be like, bro, listen, take this. Pay your bills. Second time, he will give it happily. Third time, he'll be like, what is this guy making this a habit? See, we should be careful of how we act towards them. So, even though they might be our closest friend, we have to have a boundary line, which we should not cross. And if we have that, we can have a very healthy relationship. See, Proverbs, Proverbs 25, 17, Jeremy has something to add. He has some words of wisdom. In the four months he has lived on earth. <laughs> Proverbs 25, 17. Proverbs 25, 17. Can we read it in the message translation? Yes. What does the Bible say? When you find a friend, don't, don't outwear your welcome. Don't call him up every day and say, bro, shall we catch up? <laughs> eventually, he will never want to catch up with you. <laughs> eventually, she will never want to even see your face. Don't outwear your welcome. Show up at all hours and he'll soon get fed up. In other words, there's a boundary that we need to have in how we act towards them. If you do not set boundaries, we will lose valuable relationships. Is that clear? Any questions on this one? So have you ever been in a situation where uh, a friend kept approaching you too much that you eventually didn't want to see him at all? <laughs> you didn't want to see her at all? Let's talk about practical situations. How do you kindly refuse? Um, it really comes down to what they're asking. You know, if it's something they're doing it excessively, you have to make them understand, see, you're doing it more than what you should. You have to tell them, see, I'm your friend. I will help you. I will support you. But you should also point out that it has become a habit to them to ask this. Okay? See, many times what we think is pointing out what they're doing is a mistake. We actually think it's kind of rude. Actually, it's going to help them. So we have to be, you know, actually it's, it's, we have to be truthful enough to say that, see, I can help you. I've always stood by you. I've always will help you. But this is turning into a negative habit for you. And I want you to fix it as a friend. And so turn them down that way. Tell them, see, I will support you. I will do this for you. I have it, but I cannot give you because it's a habit for you. So. Okay, the third way to build healthy relationships is to handle conflicts with wisdom. If we desire to build a healthy relationship, we have to handle ev every problems that come with great wisdom. See, you're, you are going to face problems in friendships. In any relationship, it is going to come. It all comes down to how you deal with it. 
let's say if your friend comes and says something to you or deeply offended you're wounded by him and and if you're going to talk about how this friend treated you to everyone else or did you hear what he did to me or did you know what she did to me you know if you if you go on telling all these stories of of how what they did to you to everyone what you're doing is you're you're setting up a time bomb to destroy the relationship but rather in a relationship what we have to do is if somebody offends us we have to call them and say listen i need to talk to you this is the situation let's fix it we have to always handle conflicts with wisdom we should never tell the whole world or publish it anywhere but rather we should meet that person first and fix it because what will happen is the more you wait and the more you tell people uh, eventually what will happen is that you will you will get to a point where you will be murmuring to yourself even more you'll become old and grumpy soon <laughs> cuz in your mind you'll be fighting with that friend arguing with that friend you know thinking about that friend why he did this why she did this they could have done it this way you'll be thinking a lot of things a lot of things that will actually destroy your own peace but if you go and talk to them imme- immediately as soon as the problem comes up we can have healthy relationships and this you know this is a very uh, important habit that we have to build in our life you know honestly i struggled with this one i really struggled with this one when somebody offends me i will go as far as possible from them you know just this detach myself be in a place where they are non existent <laughs> i've realized that all such drama doesn't solve anything it makes the hurt the wound even more even more painful hard to fix so we have to handle every conflict with wisdom and if we can build this habit in our life if we can build this habit see building this habit requires boldness and courage and you have to ask the lord lord please give me boldness to talk to this person please give me the courage to solve the problem is is it takes a lot of boldness and courage to solve issues and it takes nothing to run away from the issue it takes a lot of boldness and lot of courage so if we can build this habit of handling conflict with wisdom we will have good relationship and when we do this you know what we should do is the first thing when we resolve conflicts the first thing we have to do is we have to ask god for help to talk to the person we have to ask god to help us talk to the person because we might be really angry and if god doesn't help us If the holy spirit doesn't guide us in that situation i tell you we cannot handle it because they may say something we may get really angry things get get worse so first of all ask god to help you talk to the person and then again meet them in person and talk to them and ask them why and in a situation like this be ready to listen more than ready to talk many times you know our conflicts are not solved in life because we are always talking we are always on the giving end it's like it's better to give <laughs> just <laughs> just a joke many time we have relationships and and issues in relationships that are still not solved because we do not listen 
whenever you want to avoid conflict whenever you want to solve any issues first of all first of all be ready to listen if you're ready to listen the problem the whole problem will be solved in a matter of minutes and also the next thing is as christians as people of god we have to be the first one to ask sorry now let me also say this you know even if you haven't done any mistake but by you saying sorry if it's going to be resolved say sorry you get what i'm saying you you may not have done any mistake but if you say sorry if it's going to be resolved say sorry don't think of oh uh, don't think of your ego and dignity and all this that just just throw it at the garbage think like what what paul thought it is no longer i who lives but christ who lives in me you know it's no more no more about us if we can say sorry if we can do something even though we are right that will help us fix the fix the relationship do it by all means okay so be the first person to ask sorry and if you have done any mistakes admit it there's one 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 habit that we have to build in our life if we have if we have done any mistakes we have to admit it we have to you know call that person and say listen this is my mistake this is my problem i admit it i'm really sorry okay be always ready to admit your mistake because when you admit your mistake what will happen is that the moment you admit your mistake they will also come down immediately they will also come down otherwise you know if you're going to say oh as if you've done as if you've not done any mistake as if you've not spoken anything don't even say that sentence you know <laughs> just forget those sentences don't say as if you've not done anything as if you've not said anything leave all that and say my mistake i admit it i did this i'm really sorry and you will notice how every situation gets resolved in a matter of minutes okay if we can learn to apply this into our life you see now you're not married <laughs> and when you get married one day this will be of great help to you just preserve these notes you know uh, make it into a digital copy or keep it somewhere <laughs> and you know recall them when you get married <laughs> you see no nobody gets better with argument the more you argue the more you will hate each other but the lesser you argue the lesser you are the more you admit your mistakes and say sorry then you will have a very healthy relationship okay now once you are sorry and then you admitted your mistakes and next you have to speak words that lead towards resolving the problems so no matter how much the friend you know let's say the other person wants to still continue the argument still start the fight we have to speak words that will end the fight see our words should be like water that puts out the fire not like a kerosene that adds to the fire our words have to be like water our words have to calm them down and we have to think the way i do that is this if i have to resolve conflict with somebody uh, my weakness is this i can speak words that are so sharp that will cut through anybody that will that will make them feel very miserable that's my weakness and my brother has always pointed out that to me he said listen you're too too sharp with your words you have to calm yourself down and whenever i would you know try to resolve conflict what i'll do is i'll first go into a room where there's nobody i'll practice what i'm going to say and then i'll say it <laughs> honestly i rehearse sometimes <laughs> 
Why? Because relationships are valuable. We cannot keep losing them all the time. It's easy to break one, hard to make one. Very easy to break a relationship. But if we can put effort, if we can put effort into speaking words that will resolve issues, I tell you there's nothing like it. So we have to always speak words that lead towards a solution. So they may, they, they may say a lot of things, but we have to speak words that are like water, that puts out the fire, that puts out the fire, that resolves issues. Again, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. The first part of the verse says like this, Be completely humble and gentle. Be completely humble and gentle. In other words, it's like, okay, even if they're trying to start a fight, you still have to be a little patient with them, humble with them, just gentle in the way you treat them. Because the more humble you are, the more gentle you are, the more patient you are, you will have good relationship. The friend that you might be dealing with might be a very cranky, very negative person, but still, work hard on keeping that friendship alive. Okay, work hard on keeping that friendship alive. Again, another thing is never talk behind your friend's back or never share the secrets they shared with you. I've seen this happen and also I've experienced this. Sometimes when you know, when you talk to people, resolve issues, the other person will talk and resolve uh, just so that everything can go well. But the moment you leave that place, they will start telling other people about how bad you are and that he came and asked me sorry. Did you know she came and asked me sorry? It was her mistake. There are people who do that. I tell you, people who do such things, at the end of it all, they'll be very lonely. Very lonely. I, I know some people like that, personally. I've, I've gone to them, I've resolved issues with them, but the moment I left, they will call somebody else and say, listen, he is like this. He said this to me, all of this. And at the end of it all, they'll be roaming all by themselves because nobody wants to hang out with them. You see, the more we, let's say, you know, if we are sitting with somebody and if we talk about everybody else to them, what this person will think is, if they are talking about everybody to me, then also they will talk about me to everyone else. So if we can stop being that person that, remain, that keeps secrets, that never shares others' mistakes, then we can have lifelong friendships. Amen. Two more points, I'll just share it quickly. It's already part of the, the whole thing I've shared. The fourth one is motivate them. Again, it goes back to verse number uh, Hebrews 10.24. If we meet a friend who has some bad habits, who does things that are that are not part of your lifestyle, help them, get over it, work with them, help them become a better person. The Bible clearly says, let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. If they are into some bad habits, help them, work with them till they get better. Don't abandon them just because of what they are doing. Sometimes God will want you to stay away from them because of the negative influence that can come out of you. That's different. But generally, you always have to motivate your friends to be better than what they were. 
because one day you know their parents your friends parents should look at you and say because my son because my daughter hung out with you they've become better the way you conduct yourself with your friend the way you you know hang out with them their parents should you know just like look at you with with respect it's like i'm glad you are my son's friend you're my daughter's friend you know they have to think that way so if we can motivate them and help them be, help them to be better that's the best thing we can do for them more than any any gifts we can give or any party we can throw for them help them be better people and fifth one be patient be patient when you get married just uh, go to the <laughs> go to a printing shop print in bold letters be patient stick it on four sides of the bedroom <laughs> on the left side on the right side on the top and even on the floor <laughs> if possible because even when you're sleeping you should remind yourself okay be patient when you get up and look at either sides remind yourself be patient because i tell you patience is the only thing that rescues that saves relationships it's the only thing nothing else we have nothing in us of of something great in us that we can have friends see if we have a lot of money people will hang out with us with us when we have no money no people that's that's not friendship but true friendship is all about just being patient with people when they come to us be patient with them they may have done the mistake for the 10th time help them out be patient work with them and eventually they will get better and they will one day look back and say thank you for being that friend and they will be grateful to you for the rest of their life so in that way you will have a friend who you can always speak to always talk to always meet and have a good time so i want to finish with this final thought that is you've got to um you've got to fight to remain as friends i don't mean physical fight i don't mean arguing anything you have to fight in the sense it's more of uh, um in the in the const in the, the way i'm saying is we should not take it take things very easily see the friend will do everything against us sometimes the relationship will be against us okay it will be in a very negative it will be going in the opposite direction but you have to fight to get it back and stay in in relationship with them stay in friendship with them it's very important so you've got to fight to remain and to keep your friendship alive not fight with the person but overcome the situations that will put your friendship down so with this i'm going to end it here my goal is to finish by 7:45 i went up <laughs> 4 minutes extra i want to finish it by 7:45 um any any questions any questions can you what if it's not a healthy uh, relationship do you still have to fight to keep it alive healthy relationship in a sense that okay let me define let me get it even more clearly it's like a relationship that's affecting you not uh, i don't know how to word affecting as in uh, 
it's a relationship which uh, you yeah you feel like you're victimized mm-hmm. you feel like you're get at the brunt of everything okay so i don't know if all that healthy and if 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 it is or okay. why should like you a- save it should you uh, mm. is it better to remain uh, you know acquaintances is it better to just leave it at that um okay so that will fall under a different category and i'll talk about it now um again it comes down to having people uh, building f- being friends with people who we have to sorry we have to choose friends wisely yeah we have to choose relationships wisely uh in a relationship where you are victimized for everything that goes wrong uh, first of all that's a sign of a bad relationship okay second is it's a sign that this person has to really grow up okay in that sort of a situation it is better for us to stay away from that person because they will cause more damage to us than we can imagine you see the bible is very practical when paul writes to the church at thessalonica he says that if there is anybody that's causing division in the church he says keep them away very practical sometimes you may think okay the bible is about kindness love mercy grace but paul says a very practical instruction he says listen if there's anybody who's causing division if anybody who's causing strife trouble and is not listening you've tried to tell them many times you're not listening but he says keep them away because what will happen is two things first by keeping them away they will realize the mistake and second by keeping them away you will keep yourself out of trouble okay so being victimized is 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 another major thing what i was talking about you know being patient with is is more to do with some friend who is always cranky you know you tell them not to do this mistake but they keep doing and they keep coming back to you that's that's a different kind but if it's something that's affecting your daily life in a way that that it it's like it affects you in so many different ways sometimes you don't know what to say and in that sort of a situation it's better to keep them away because some people unless they be by themselves for some time they won't learn so in in that sort of a relationship it's better to stay away from them it's better also not to keep them as an acquaintance anymore i would say that basically they need to grow up i uh, see there are people whom we will meet who will be mature for the age like when they're 18 they'll be mature enough to understand but there are some people who we will meet even at 30 years old they will talk like they're 18 and that's a different case that need to be dealt in a very different manner now they have different sort of a help they can go to counselors they can go to pastors they can get spiritual help all that is there that's very different now we cannot keep babysitting people okay that that's that's a different thing altogether because being victimized is a huge thing either that's that's a that's a big problem such people haven't grown up yet so these are five things first is respect your friend second set boundaries to relationships third handle conflicts with wisdom fourth motivate them fifth be patient with them any questions do you have any questions
I'm not saying we should not pray for them. I'm not saying we should not be kind. What we are do, what see by by not telling them something, we are giving more room for others also to be affected. If we don't tell them, if we don't point it, okay, this is what you're doing and it's affecting people, we're giving more room for them to affect even more people. So it's a habitual thing. Tell them. But if it's something that they're doing based on a personal conflict, they see something in you, they're jealous or they're angry with you. or they picking on you for no reason then what you have to do is you have to sit down and talk with them and resolve the issues sit and talk with them resolve the issues that will solve that situation for some people it's a time pass to pick on others it's a very habitual thing so we have to tell them see what you're doing is not right it's very important to say that and honestly i can share so many stories with you where i've met people and i've said told them listen what you're doing is not right and 99% of the time they are happy that you told them and there's always this one person will not that will not listen and you know just pray and hand them over to god and say god take care of them take care of them just just leave it to god okay So 99% of the time people will be happy that you've corrected something in them. But there will also be time they will won't, they won't agree with you, they will accuse you even more. You just have to pray and leave them to God. God will take care of the rest. the the truth about scriptures is that it's very practical very very practical and if we can just live by god's word every day every single day of our life then we will have healthy relationships amen any questions nuf any questions okay let's pray father we want to give ourselves into your mighty hands we Thank you for this time that you gave us. Thank you for this 
beautiful evening even as we have studied from your word on how to build healthy relationships master we pray that that we would put all these things into practice <coughs> that we would follow your word and live by what it says that we would set boundaries for relationships we would treat everybody with respect and that we will be patient with them that we will motivate them and also we will help them to be people who are better than before master help us lord to build healthy relationships in a world that abandons friendships and true relationships help us to be your hands and your feet and show your light in this world in jesus name we pray amen amen